Let's imagine the not-too-distant future. You feel more in control of your photos than you ever have before. You look forward to the regular creative dates on your calendar. You're moving forward on that project that means so much to you. You are on fire with inspiration, and you are finally scrapbooking consistently. This is not a hypothetical, it's a real-life possibility. And for the first time, I've created a workshop specifically focused on the problem of consistency. It's called Sparked, and I'm excited to share it with you for free. Visit simplescrapper.com sparked to get access to the training and make this possibility your reality. I kind of make it more like homework than I do. And to me, it's not, that's just how structured I have to be with this project because it's really important for me to finish it. And so I know that I need it completed and that's why I make it a priority um, to work on it daily. Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 133. In this episode, I'm joined by Veronica Milan, who you may know as Veronica Creates on Instagram, to discuss how she celebrates October with a daily album project. But before we jump in, I want to talk a little bit about finishing. I've always admired the scrapbookers who can start a project and stay focused on it all the way to the end. In this episode, you'll hear some of Veronica's strategies for doing just that when it's a priority for her. My own track record has definitely been a bit mixed over the years, but I've really learned what works for me so that I can finish more often. Next month, I'm teaching a live session of The Finishing Project, a class where you'll tackle an unfinished scrapbook project and build skills for finishing the next time around. This session is exclusively available with a Simple Scrapper membership. Becoming a member will not only help you finish more of the projects you start, but it's one of the best ways to support the show. We don't accept advertising on Scrapbook Your Way so that we can keep the show focused on helping you find your way because that's what we're all about at Simple Scrapper. You can visit simplescrapper.com finish to learn more about the class. And now, my conversation with Veronica. Hey, Veronica, welcome to Scrapbook Your Way. Hi, Jen. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, this is going to be a fun conversation. I can't wait to hear a little bit about this particular project that yeah. you are so fond of that I've never tried. But before oh, we give wow. it all away... Yeah, I've never tried it. So could you share a little bit about yourself? Yes. So I'm Veronica. I live in Central California. Uh, I like to call it Smoggyville because that's where I live. It's in the pit of California, right in the middle where we pick up all the smog. Yay! (laughs) Um, I live with my husband, who is a wonderful graphic designer and makes wonderful things for me whenever I ask, and my three children. So I have three children here that are 16, 11, and 10. And I can't believe that. They started school yesterday and I'm so excited that they're out of the house. (laughs) Yes, yes. I'm looking forward to new routines and just kind of getting back in a rhythm again, I think. Right, me too. I love the quiet. I'm like, wow, this is what it feels like to be with my own thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, it's so funny you mentioned Central California and smog because I once did a training in Sacramento and I remember when the plane landed and back then I think I had like a Blackberry. It was some sort of like primitive phone, but I texted someone said and I was like, well, I'm here. It looks like Iowa, but with smog. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly it. Everyone always, they'll ask like, oh, you're from California. Really excited. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm from the pit. So we're the valley and (laughs) we collect all the smog. So I'm like, you're welcome, California. (laughs) Well, yeah, I lived in Riverside for two years. And basically that's like the armpit of (laughs) the uh, Southern California region. (laughs) It is. It's ugly. (laughs) But yes, um, that's that's a little bit about me. I've been scrapbooking for since 2000 and well, I want to say four. I really started in middle school um, with, you know, those wonderful cut out pictures. I cut out all around myself. I don't even know where I'm at because all the pictures are cut out. But I have yep. an eighth, when I was in eighth grade, I, I made a scrapbook all about myself, which I'm not vain, but <laughs> that was a funny scrapbook. I still have it. And then um, I came back to it after I had my son in 2004. I think this is such a common story that there were so many kind of seeds planted in our youth, whether it was with photos or crafting or some version of scrapbooking, journaling that led us all to this hobby today. And so I I love hearing those stories. Yeah, right. I I asked for in my eighth grade graduation year, my sisters would buy us, you know, the kids gifts because they're older. And um, I asked for a planner. I didn't have any plans, Jen. I don't know why I asked for a planner. (laughs) I was like, please buy me a planner. And she bought me a fancy planner. It was leather. And like, you know, for back then, it was like fancy. I'm like, what was mm-hmm. I thinking? <laughs> like, that's awesome. But that's how I got started. So yeah, I've been planning and scrapbooking for what seems like ever. But so yeah. what's exciting you right now and your hobby? Definitely. Well, I've been, um, I don't know if you've heard of the BFF sticker girls, but I, I jumped in that rabbit hole, which I shouldn't have. (laughs) They've been on the podcast. So that was an awesome episode. Yeah, I, I totally fell. I kept telling Annie, oh no, I'm not going to fall in your trap. I will not buy stickers just to stick them somewhere else. And, (laughs) and, um, I, I ended up falling in the trap. So I'm in that hole and I've been buying stickers from, um, that company, company, uh, what is it called? Pip Sticks, I believe it's what it's called. My daughter has a Pip, Pip Sticks subscription. Ugh. I think I'm more excited about it than she is. Right? They're so cute. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never seen such cute stickers. So I keep buying those. And um, that's really exciting right now in my life. I don't know why stickers. You know, it really brings back that eighth grade Veronica. Like that's when mm-hmm. I used to collect stickers and stick them everywhere all over my Trapper Keeper. And like, I just would, po- you know, Stick them everywhere. So stickers are really, um, they're just so fun. <laughs> so that's exciting. Well, after the past year plus, I mean, we all want to go back to a simpler time when we didn't have as many worries. And I think stickers are one way to recapture that feeling. Yeah. And I feel like um, they're like small joys, like, you know, $1.77, mm-hmm. sometimes three bucks for a sticker. Uh, that's just like so simple. You know, we could have worse addictions. For sure. <laughs> Sticker addiction <laughs> is fun. So yeah, that's exciting me. And then also I am part of a podcast. I, I do that once a, a month, uh, Paper Crave under Paper Talk. And that's really exciting too. I really love um, the whole podcast thing. I didn't think I was going to love it as much as I do. So that's exciting as well. 
Well, I didn't expect to enjoy it either because I'm a super introvert and I can't make small talk for anything. Like, I don't want to talk about the weather or the price of gas, but I can talk about scrapbooking until the end of time. So right. It's the perfect avenue. Yeah. And I'm the total opposite. I'm an extrovert and I feel like sometimes I'm like, oh man, like I, I'll... I'll be shy sometimes. I'm like, I don't know what to ask them. I don't know what to say. I don't know what, like, ah, I can't do it. So yeah, I totally, I get that. That's cute. All right. So what is on your creative bucket list? So we love to talk about storytelling and some of these stories that feel important. They're maybe a little bit deeper. Sometimes they're serious, sometimes not serious at all, but they feel like something that we really want to get documented. So what would be on your list? One of the things on my bucket list right now is my summer album. I kind of, so I am a school counselor by day and I craft at night. That's when I do most of my crafting is at night. And, um, I, you know, we did a couple things this summer that, that were really fun. We went to Disneyland and then we took a road trip to Seattle, up to Seattle. And it was a blast, but I haven't really printed the pictures and done anything like that. Usually I'm on top of it. My summer mini album will be completed um, right when fall starts because I start gearing up for October daily. And so this time I lagged. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> like I, it took me forever and I haven't, I haven't even, I mean, I have maybe two pages in there that are completed. What makes summer kind of a special time for you? I mean, there's just so many stories, and I think it's because um, I'm home with the kids, and we get mm -hmm. to do anything we want. Like, you know, if they want to go bowling today, it's like, let's go bowling. If they want ice cream for breakfast, they get ice cream for breakfast. <laughs> I'm like, sure, it's summer. You know, we stay up late. Um, we sleep in. It's just I, – I, I pick the best day job because I get to stay home with um, with my kids in the summer, and that's just so – to me, it's so magical. There's just so many – um, stories involved every single day. Oh, that sounds fun. Well, I hope you find your groove and get going with that project. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Right? Yeah. Thank you. So you mentioned October Daily, and that is the subject of our episode. Yeah. So can you just tell us <laughs> what this is and how this idea came about? So October Daily, um, I, I found it, girls that were um, online kind of making these October um, books you know, like mini albums. And um, I wasn't sure if it was called October Daily back then, but I just use October Daily. I don't even know if there's a hashtag for it, but um, I will create a little mini album of 31 stories all about October. So October is the second favorite <laughs> month of the year. December is my first, uh, but October is just such a magical, for me, it's so magical. I just love everything about October. The The colors are changing here. The weather's getting cooler, um, all of the above. So that's why I really love this project. It's just 31 magical stories, all in one. So how would you compare it to a December daily project and, and how is it different? Like I, I get conceptually that we're telling, you know, either one story per day or a certain number of stories, but in terms of like the feeling or the products, you know, how are these two projects different for you? Yeah, uh, they're very similar. They really are. Uh, with with uh, December daily, I like to just call it a December memories book. Mm -hmm. So I will just pull a couple of stories. So it's not daily. For October daily, for me, it's daily. So I will find a story, whether it has pictures or not, I will find a story to document for October. And I don't know 
why I do that. I think it's because there has been like such a shift, you know, from summer of like lazy days to, okay, we're back into routine and it's just, it, I think the weather has a lot to do with the gym because here in California in the middle, like I was saying, it's it's hot here. And so once it, the weather starts getting cool and crisp, I craft the best during October. And so that's why 31 stories doesn't seem like such a drag like it does in the winter when I'm in PJs and I've got a hot coffee and I don't want to do anything, just, you know, snuggle up in bed. So I think that's why I can stick to it. And that's how it differs for me. Uh, but it's very similar. If someone was going to do December daily, it would be a daily, a daily deal. You know, I've heard from so many over the years that October daily and, and projects like it that don't take place in December um, feel more compelling because December is so busy. And for many of us, it's also winter and, you know, we're kind of slowing down and it's, it's darker more. We may not have the same kind of level of energy that we might throughout other parts of the year. So is that part of why you do it? Do you do a December daily in addition? Um, I'm curious about that aspect. Yes. So I, I make the December memory album, but it's, it's, usually around 15 to 16 stories, no more than that in the December book, um, because I can't keep up with it. It's like you said, it's colder. I'm lazier. <laughs> um, I want to just be snuggled in a blanket. And I usually get sick in December, which is odd. I, I always want to knock on wood and say, no, I'm not going to get sick this year. But I always get some sort of flu or cold or something. And it slows me way down. Mm hmm. So, so how many of these October dailies have you done? This will be my fifth year. So the first oh, wow. year, yeah, the first year I started off and um, it was much smaller. I kind of like got my feet wet and I was like, oh, I don't know if I can handle this. And then the second year I was like, sure, I can. <laughs> and so I, I went the full 31 stories. The first one, I, I probably have about 12 stories in there. And are you creating kind of every day in the moment about the story or are you batch creating it all? Like what's the process as you work through the album? Yeah, usually it's daily. So I will take the pictures the next day, I'll print them and then work on it and have them done the very next day. So it's yesterday's story. Uh, it, I just work better that way. I only give myself until November 5th to complete it. I even give Ooh, myself wow. a timeline. I'm like, if you don't have it by November 5th, you're done, girl. And so then I, I'll stop. Um, but I've, the last three years, I've completed the album. So, Oh, congrats. Yeah. And can you talk a little bit more about the different formats you use? Do all five albums, or this is, I used to have four that are completed. This will be your fifth year. Um, do they look the same? What's similar? What different? What sizes? I know I've tried a four by four little tiny album. That one was the easiest. That was my first year. Uh, because I wasn't sure about it. I'm like, I really like the concept. I'm not sure. So that one's really small. And then I went to a six by eight and I realized that I got crazy with that one and it was bulging. And I'm like, okay, I need to stop using such thick embellishment. And I kind of reevaluated and I went to a life crafted album from there. And that's what I've been using. So this year I'll be using a life crafted album um, from Citrus Twist. And those are perfect. And I also made sure that I wasn't using thick embellishments. So is that because you just want to make sure that it'll all fit in the Life Crafted album? Yes, that is why. I, I tried thinner, uh, like I was using thick wood veneer before, and then I made sure now I use like thin the thinner um, 
wood veneer, things like that. I just find stickers and things that are flat now because I don't want it bulging. I had to use like ribbon to tie my other one. I don't like that. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to be mindful that, okay, here's the scope of my project and the types of things I want to create and to choose an album construction that's going to support that because some of these projects end up quite chunky. <laughs> I am, uh, let's see. I don't know. I'm like halfway through this December daily that is three years combined and it's two stories per day of the three years and oh, wow. it's, it's full and I'm like halfway done and I'm like, I'm not sure how this is going to work, but <laughs> I'm going to have to keep things very thin <laughs> the rest of the way, just like photos and words, I think. That's what I did la- the, the third year because I didn't estimate how thick it was going to be in the middle of October. Like it was October 15th and I'm like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> so, yeah. the, and I didn't want two albums. I just don't like that because it kind of gets lost. So I want them all in one album. So now I'm very mindful of that. Now I, I can definitely, you know, gauge how thick my album will be at the end. For sure. So yeah. can we talk a little bit more about the type of supplies that you use? So Many of our listeners will know that there are not only Ellie Edwards December daily kits, but a lot of kits throughout the industry for creating these December albums, in addition to like lots of Christmas and holiday themed products. There's a lot less when it comes to fall and maybe even Halloween themed products. So how do you source your supplies to make sure that you're going to have that kind of same kind of fun, tactile, glittery experience? Right. Yeah, that's that's something that I've been coming. That's a problem. That's a problem in our industry. <laughs> they they will focus really heavy on Christmas and then Halloween's just like walk walk and I'm like there's so many people who love Halloween. Um companies are like Prima came out with one this year, um uh, 31 days I believe it's called. Um cute with pink and and beautiful colors, but I find that I do have a hard time. I'm doing a lot of digital. Um like mm-hmm. I will pull from like Studio Calico cards or whatever and Another thing too is, I don't know if I mentioned, but Albert is a graphic designer and we used to own a company before. So I will sketch things out and he will make them on Illustrator for me. And I did that one year. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I have my little designer with me. So I I usually will ask him to make me stuff and he will. So I make a lot of my little own embellishments and then I just plug in from here and there just the colors of like green. I mean, why did I say green? (laughs) Black and orange are the colors that I'll pull from. Last year, I used some pastels and I really love that. Hey, I think lime green is actually a Halloween color now. Maybe some purple. I don't know. I never know. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Those are those are spooky colors. So yeah, I, I really I just try to, you know, make the project fun and exciting for myself. (laughs) Oh, for sure. And do you typically do you kind of buy some new things specifically for the project or do you source from your stash? I I do. I buy new last, uh, no, it was two years ago was Hey Pumpkin and Crepe Mm. Paper has not come out. Right. I'm like, I used it two years in a row. And, and and this year I'm like, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to need something new um, because I still have a lot of it. I bought tons of it when I saw it and I've, I've been waiting for Crepe Paper to come out with something October and they didn't, but Um, Yeah, companies are really, I think it's a bit taboo, the whole Halloween. Um, That's why a lot of people here, you know, they kind of gravitate more towards the Christmas stuff. And that there's tons out there, like so many choices. 
So I really feel like maybe companies need to pick it up with their Halloween. <laughs> well, and I think, I guess that's a good question for you is that is your, is your kind of the, I don't know, the design aesthetic of the album, is it more Halloween or is it more fall? It's definitely more Halloween. Um, okay. I use the Hey Pumpkin and there's just cute little, you know, pumpkins here and there, jack-o'-lanterns. I do use a mix of fall in there, uh, like leaves and things like that, because I will document the changing leaves and caramel apples, things that are not so Halloween-ish. But definitely I throw in spooky little items in there, little um, skeletons and things like that. Well, that's fun. Well, and I think that that there's lots of opportunities that maybe if Halloween isn't your theme, isn't your thing, I think that there are slightly more options for autumn, fall themed things. But still, it's like, I don't know, there isn't as much as there is for maybe other times of the year. Right? Yeah, it, it definitely is a challenge to look for those items and then make your own or when you do find them, you have to buy them real fast. It's like going into Target. I always say like, if I see it at Target, I have to buy it now because if oh, I, yeah. yeah, you go in, right. And you're like, okay, that's a cute mug. And you think I'll bet I'll be back, you know, and even if it just takes you a day and you come back the next day, they're gone. I'm like, whoa, yeah. So it, it's something similar to that. When I see Halloween products um, on scrapbook.com or wherever, I'm like, I need to buy it now. And that's my excuse. It's the target excuse. Like it won't be there tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I'm okay with that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you mentioned that you know it's really important to you to finish by November 5th do you think there's any other strategies that you use to make sure that you can get the project finished and I'm thinking of things that whether you're doing October daily or December daily or any kind of project that really is you know in the moment let's keep up with it you know how do you make that project fun and and easier yeah, it's definitely, I think, uh, just cutting out the time, knowing that you're going to scrapbook create um, at a certain time. So usually I will do that at night. And um, even if I'm going to watch, like there's a really good show or something on, then I'll watch the show while I'm crafting and getting that page done. I kind of make it um, more like homework than I do. And to me, it's not, that's just how structured I have to be with this project because mm -hmm. it's really important for me to finish it. And so I know that I need it completed. And that's why I make it a priority um, to work on it daily. Oh, I love that. I think it's so important to really understand, you know, your why in any project, anything you're doing in scrapbooking, like let's reconnect with why is this important to me? Why do I want to do it? And, you know, what parts of this are fun and really try to hone in on that so that you can stay, you know, excited on a project all the way through to the end. Cause I know many of us have unfinished projects because something kind of disconnected along the way, or we, we didn't, we never really like connected to the why behind it. And so we started something that maybe didn't have a, a deeper reason. Right. See, that's one of the reasons also I can't complete a December daily is because um, the 25th comes, you know, and you're like, yeah, you know, we had our presents and all that. And then the last couple of days of the year, you're just like, ah, I'm just going to eat cheese and crackers all day long. <laughs> and you, your motive, 
<laughs> your motivation's gone. You're like, uh, cheese and crackers are more important right now than completing this album. And so for October Daily, you are leading up like the kids are excited about, you know, trick or treating and the dress up and the everything. And that's the last day of October, right? So you're leading yeah. up to every day. It's like, how many more days till? Because my kids hardly eat any candy. I don't give them much sugar. And they know that that's like sugar high day. They're like, yes. <laughs> so they're looking forward to it, right? And we also, my husband's really crafty and he um, he creates most of our costumes. Um, if oh, not, that's awesome. Yeah, if not all of them, they, they create them. And so he um, is also just kind of looking forward to the reaction of everybody's, you know, we always dress up as a family. That's another crazy, cheesy thing we do. But we we have been um, dressing up as uh, a family in, you know, our last year we were um, Adam's family. So we're always um, doing it together. And it's it's very much that is my why is that my kids really love October. They love December as well. But I'm telling you, come December, come Christmas, they're like done, tapped out. They don't want anything else, you know, with Christmas after that. They're like, they don't even care if you put away the decorations. But October is definitely one that will kind of have them anticipating for that last day. They're like, come on, let's go. You know, they want the 31st. So, mm, yeah. Well, I think that's an important consideration if anyone's thinking about this project. You know, it, maybe it's, it is October and that's like when you do all the things and you go to the festivals and you, you're getting ready for Halloween and you have lots of family memories. But maybe there's another month of the year that's really, you know, exciting like that. Maybe you do a July daily when you're like going to the pool and um, working in the garden and doing all those things. Maybe think about what's going on in your life and what month might be really special to document as like a, a, a creative experience for you. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely use any month you want. I think for us, it's just, it's like you said, we're, it's so busy, you know, that's when our fair comes into town, and the kids have a carnival. I mean, of course, this year and last year, it, that changed, but um, it's still a very busy time with with lots of sweets, Jen, they they gravitate towards the sweets, they're like, anytime we can have sweets, yes. So um, that's, I think that's why October is just so exciting for them because we're making rice, you know, mummy monster, rice crispy treats. We're, you know, making caramel apples one day. And so they're just excited about it all. Mm, fun. I'm curious when you started this project, did it, did you add it on top of the things you were already doing or did you fit it in a different way? Like doing less of something else or um, how did, how does like kind of what's on your plate scrapbooking wise shift when this project came onto the scene? Yeah, it, it was an added album. So it was okay. just a fun way to add. I still memory plan. So my memory planner is more of a like personal diary, <clears throat> but the kids love to um, read my memory planner and like look through it because it has so many of my like raw emotions and thoughts and they, they love it. <laughs> My son will go out there and correct all my bad grammar. I'm like, stop it. But <laughs> they really love um, kind of just hearing and reading my point of view on the memory planner. And then I have a project life that I've always worked on. And that's those pictures. That setup is more for them to pull out the pictures that are in there as opposed to um, the embellishments. So it, when I think about the way my mom collected photos, she would just collect photos and put them in a box, right? Mm -hmm. And we just, all us kids, because there's six of us, we each just pulled out our photos 
and took them with us. When we turned 18, we're like, see ya, bye. And we took all our photos. Um, I want my kids to have that same kind of concept of just pulling out their photos that they want from the albums if they don't want to take the entire album, which I understand, which is very sad for us crafters. We're like, walk, walk. We put in all this yeah. work, you know, all this energy for all our, you know, artistic abilities, you know, of, of painting and, you know, whatever we're doing, watercoloring on our, our pages. And I feel like the my kids just gravitate towards the photo. I'm like, hey, like, <laughs> look at the cute embellishment. Look at this ghost sticker. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care about that stuff. So um, I, I feel like they, um, they're going to want that extra album for just pulling out photos. And so the October dailies similar to that it has a lot of photos that are, they can be pulled out. So does that mean that you're typically not punching holes through photos? You're putting them in pockets and not putting anything on them. Yes. Many of the, my project life is like that for sure. My October okay. daily, I will um, print large photos and then uh, punch holes through them. Usually it's a photo that of all three of them and mm-hmm. they're going to have to duke it out <laughs> as to who keeps that, keeps that photo because I'm not sure what's going to happen. You know, um, I have tons of photos uh, saved on, you know, drives and hard drives and, and on online, but the printed ones are mostly in my albums. Okay, that's that's such an interesting perspective. I've never heard it described that way, but I think I love that you have a very clear vision of like what is the life cycle of this project that maybe creating it in a, in the moment and playing with the fun things that part is for you, but you're being really intentional about making sure that these photo prints are then savable in another way for the next generation. Oh yeah, for sure. I think it's because uh I only have 10 photos of my childhood. And so mm-hmm. um, those are so special to me. I have <laughs> reprinted those over and over and those are scanned and put away and um, treasured. And so I I keep thinking like, if this were to happen, it, it's just this paranoia, Jennifer, I'm not going to lie to you. It's this paranoia that I've built up because I only have those 10 photos. And so I keep mm-hmm. thinking about my kids and I'm like, okay, they need to know that there's, you know, this Instagram with just their photos. There's this blog with just their photos. And I, I've, I've overdone it, but <laughs> I feel like it's, it's, it's something that I had to do so that they have their memories somewhere. Mm, I love that. When I think so much of, I mean, we're always uh, formed and shaped by our past experiences. And I think it's important to consider, you know, how your growing up story and and the legacy of memories that you have or sometimes don't have has impacted your perspectives on memory keeping today because that may not be something that you have thought about and so i hope i hope our listeners maybe you know take that moment to to consider yeah yeah that's something so important to to remember yeah i love the way you put that all right so october daily what advice would you have for someone who wants to try it out for the first time um, definitely just have fun with it. It's, it shouldn't be, uh, homework. It should be a fun project full of fun memories and stickers and whatever you want to put in there. Um, and start off slow. I started the first year very slow. Like I said, the first year I did a four by four album and I wasn't sure where I was going with it. I, my intention was to do every single day, like something small 
And that didn't work out. So I'm like, that's okay. Um, then the second year, it was more of a challenge, like, okay, you can do this. And I kind of gave myself my own little uh, motivational boost. And so mm-hmm. um, I gave myself a little pep talk. And that's how I got the second one completed. But I, th- my advice definitely would be don't make it out to be um, homework. It has to be fun. Otherwise, just take it easy. And scale back on how many stories you want in there. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much. Veronica, can you share where we can find you online or anything new you have fun or coming up? Um, yeah. So my October daily is one of the um, albums that I'm so looking forward to um, in October. And uh, I also memory plan throughout the whole year. And you can find me at Veronica creates on Instagram. Oh, sounds fantastic. Thank you so much. We will include the links to that in the show notes. And maybe you could send me your favorite picture from one of your October dailies. And I will include that in the show notes as well. Yeah, for sure. All right. And to all of our listeners, please remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way. 